There's a trillion different ways that you can make side hustle money. We talked about Airbnb, where you can rent out a part of your home for a short-term stay. We've talked about Turo, where you can rent out your car. Well, I got a new platform where you can actually rent out part of your home for storage. Now, self-storage is actually low-key, a massively, massively booming industry right now with all of this pandemic stuff. Neighbor helps you actually profit off that. Self-storage places, you know, they're needed, but there's a lot of quirks around them. Neighbor can actually help you do a peer-to-peer version of that where you store, you know, somebody stores their stuff in your garage and they pay you for it. And so you run your little, you know, self-storage operation and I'm happy to uh, partner with them. They are sponsoring the podcast now. Uh, so I'm really, really excited. And guys, just another way for you guys to make some legitimate money, literally doing nothing, like very, very passive. So check out the show notes for that. I really hope that you guys check it out because man, I think I'm going to try it out. Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 150. That's crazy to say out loud. So thank you guys so, so much for 150 episodes, man. That's insane. Damn. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this if you guys uh, didn't listen. (laughs) So uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in and, and all the support and everything. And so, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But today we are talking about some credit how to get perfect credit. It's a lot more simple uh, than you think it is, but really quick, I would love if you guys on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, just leave a quick review. Really does help the show get out there. I've said that 150 times because there's 150 uh, episodes here. So appreciate it guys. And yeah, let's just dive into it. Okay, so guys, I've talked about credit a lot on this podcast, It's but it's been a while. And literally, like, I'm just going to give you the secret to building fantastic credit, how to literally have the best possible credit you can. I'm going to give you the Midas touch. I'm going to give you this crazy form. No, I'm just fucking around, man. It's so simple. Like, like it's very straightforward, guys. There are some nuances. There are some things you need to know. So that is what we're going to get into. Now, the first thing I always want to say with episodes like this, and the first thing I always say is that if you have cash flow issues and your finances are just like all over the fucking place, then this like credit doesn't matter right now. Like, honestly, you should take care of that. And credit is something that you like focus on or work on afterward. But despite what you might have heard in the past, you know, your your credit actually isn't the most immediate concern. Like, you know, credit's important. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like you know, it's more important than, you know, if you have enough money to pay the bills or if you're in in tons and tons of debt and et cetera, et cetera. Like you have, there's some sort of structural things you need to have in place before you can be like, okay, this is how I kind of want to run it. And it might take you a bit to get to a place where you're actually like developing your credit score. I mean, there are some subtle quick switches that will sort of turn on. um, And I'll talk about with this episode that can help you you know, build it, but it just shouldn't be the most immediate concern. If, for example, you, you're just struggling with your budget and, and there's just a lot of other stuff, you know, that's going wrong. So focus on that. That's number one. Quickly, what is a credit score? So you guys have an idea. It's the score of how good of you are at paying back people that you've borrowed money from. And it's a number between 300 and 900 
typically uh, depends on if you're in a state. I think in the States, it's 850. Canada, it's up to 900. But generally, if you have an over 800 credit score, you're, you're fucking blessed, like regardless, Canada, US. And the higher the score, the better a borrower looks to potential lenders. Uh, a credit score is based off your credit history. So a number of open accounts, total levels of debt, repayment history, and other factors that we're gonna talk about. Uh, lenders will use this credit score to evaluate the probability that an individual will repay loans in a timely manner. So guys, credit score is basically like a risk score. You got great credit, you're low risk. You got shit credit, you're high risk. Low risk, low rates. High risk, high rates. Very simple to understand, right? Very simple. If you guys have a cell phone in your name, credit card, insurance, or any other kind of potential debt, you have a credit score. And, you know, I'm willing to bet nearly everybody listening to this has a credit score. And, and why does it matter? Well, you've probably heard some conflicting things on this topic, like, oh, get this credit card to build your credit or carry this balance to your credit, which is which is wrong, right? I mean, I talk about some advantageous credit cards a lot on my socials. Go check them out. Y'all, if y'all know, y'all know you know, following, I don't know what, what you're saying, man. But I talk about that a lot. I talk about some awesome cards, the Neo card to talk about on here, Amex Cobalt, BMO student for my, my students here. Uh, also, you know, American cards, Capital One and Chase and all that. There, there, there's a lot of awesome cards and you should definitely take advantage of that. But like, you know, typically speaking, it doesn't really matter when it comes to building credit. Like as long as you have a credit card and you're doing all the right things, you're going to build fucking credit, right? A hundred percent do not carry a balance on your credit card too. Like that's something I hear all the time. It's like build your credit by leaving a small balance. It's such bullshit. I, I literally cringe every time I hear that. So if you've ever heard that, the person that told you that, I'm sorry, is wrong. Um, or, you know, they just misunderstood uh, sort of what, how it works. But no, you should never be paying interest to build credit. That makes no sense. You should always be paying your credit card off in full. Now, credit scores matter, uh, they're important, but it's not the end of the world if you don't have a great score because you can build it up and you can build it up very quickly. If you don't have any kind of credit and want to keep it that way, then you can definitely do that too. Life might be pretty cumbersome and really annoying to be honest with you and unnecessarily so, but hey, you don't have to do it, right? The reason your credit score is important is because you are probably gonna have to borrow at some capacity in your life. You just have to, like in, in some way, shape or form, modern society, at least in the West, you're gonna have to borrow. So why not get the best rates? Why not save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars uh, that you otherwise would have to pay if you don't have great credit, right? At the end of the episode, I'm gonna show an example of um, if you do things that we covered today, how much money it's gonna save you, which, which is astonishing, right? So how do credit scores work? Well, let's start with who decides <laughs> who makes a score. Who's the, who's the magical body of people? Uh, that are deciding this score that basically dictates my life, right? Well, these folks are called credit bureaus. Credit bureaus function as databases of information about you. And after collecting it, they use that information to create a credit score, which most lenders use as criteria for approving a line of credit. The raw data before it's actually used and contextualized into your credit scores is your credit report. Your credit report basically tells credit bureaus your whole credit history and like what you're saying, what you got open, what you've been doing, what you've been up to. And you can actually access these reports free every year from three, I think the three major um, credit bureaus, which are Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. I think they've actually upped it potentially. I haven't looked into it in a while, but yeah, the three, Equifax, TransUnion, Experian. And if you're wondering, and you know, you're very, you're very astute, you're very sharp. If the first thing that came to your mind is, well, if there are three different credit bureaus, do I have three different credit scores? Kind of like, yeah, but like generally they're gonna be fairly similar. How it works is different lenders like banks may use different bureaus to look in, like look up information on you. However, it's pretty much 
like impossible to have a great score with one and a bad score with another. The scores will like be in the same ballpark. So if you have great credit with, you know, companies that report to Experian, you're gonna probably have great credit with Equifax or TransUnion or whatever, right? So like, it's not, it's not really an arbitrage thing. I, I mean, maybe there are sort of discrepancies depending on, you know, case by case basis. <laughs> um, but I, I just like, I've never, my score has been plus or minus like 25, you know, and um, I just don't, I haven't ever seen that where it's just like my experience scores or like this, thing that pulls my experience score is like 800 and then I have 600 here. I, I haven't seen that. So I would generally say like, it's generally in the same ballpark. So the credit scoring model, which is like a computer program is designed by FICO. So this FICO score is in the States. I think we use it in Canada. I'm not hundred percent sure, but it, it's, it's the same jazz. It's the same way, you know, they, they, they're the same credit bureaus in the States in Canada. It's calculated the same. If you do what we talk about in this episode, you're gonna have great credit fucking anywhere right credit bureaus simply just gather and sell data they do not like decide whether or not your loan will be approved that's up to the lender they say hey this guy has done this in the past do with that what you will okay so now you know your credit score is pretty much a rating that one company compiles based on your past and all that kind of jazz right so now how do you actually get a great score okay let's let's talk about it first let's talk about how credit score is calculated and how to optimize it for okay so the general ratings of a credit score the, the ranges is 300 to 579 is very poor right so credit applicants in this range may be required to just pay a p uh, like a p a fee or a deposit uh, and applicants with this rating may not be approved for anything really so you, you don't want shitty credit fair credit 580 to 669 this is like you might get approved you might not but it's you know you're subprime 670 to 739 that's good right only eight percent of applicants in this score range are likely to become seriously delinquent in the future so it's like a decent you're like ah, i got a couple things here and there that i screwed up but like you're pretty good or you're on your way right and then very good is you know 740 to 799 again this is more so in canada but generally very similar ranges in the u.s so applicants with scores here are likely to receive very good rates from lenders and then excellent credit eight to 900. I mean, come on, you're getting the best of the best, the, the creme de la creme. This is why you're listening to this podcast is because you want to be creme de la creme. So just to be 100 with you guys, my credit score right now is like 799 or 800 basically. It was 820, 830 for like ever. But recently I, I got a new credit card with my business and I had to get my credit pulled for some other reason. Um, there was another reason. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's what credit can do sometimes. It'll just basically like go down for just, you know, sort of life stuff and like it'll bounce back. It's like, I don't care. I mean, you know, you're still, you're, you're like, if I have 820 and 800, like I'm getting the same rate. Like I'm not, honestly, I don't think I'm getting any better of a rate if, if I have like, if you're eight to 900, you're blessed either way, pretty much. Um, you're getting as, as as good of a rate as you can. And obviously credit's going to fluctuate. And that's, it, it can be kind of weird sometimes and you might not actually know why. But yeah, so like I've, I've had, I have great credit. I've had great credit for a long time. And it's literally by just doing what we're going to talk about. And <laughs> I mean, I, we're, we're going to talk about, I'm, I'm tired of like just pushing this along. I'm just going to say, pay your bills on time in full and use less than 30% of uh, your your credit limit and you're gonna be fantastic you don't have to go out and get an auto loan or a mortgage or whatever to build great credit like i built my credit up like two or three hundred points 
It was like, I used, had a maxed out credit card. It was like two, 250 points that I built it up. I had a maxed out credit card in university, didn't know what I was doing, studied personal finance and credit and all that kind of jazz. Started paying my bills on time, started taking care of my credit card and I got an 800 credit score. There's no secret, like that's literally just it. Just pay your bills and don't pay any interest and you'll be fine. But we're gonna talk about the nuances around that. I was just like tired of being like, we're gonna talk about it. I'm like, fuck, let me just tell you. You guys can click off the episode if you want right now. That's the episode. That's all you have to do. There's that is the key to a you know perfect credit or damn well perfect credit. I totally went off track there, <laughs> but I what I wanted to get into next is how credit like what goes into credit and and how is it calculated and what is this magic score and what the fuck does that all mean right? So payment history is the number one thing, and this is thirty five percent weight out of a hundred percent of you know what goes into your credit score, and so this basically carries the most weight, and so. The key is to pay your shit off on time every single time or even early, right? It's so crucial. Don't mess this up. This is the most important thing. Get ahead of it. Automate the bills. All my credit cards are, even my business stuff, all automated. I monitor it, CEO mode, you know what I'm saying? I talk about it all the time. CEO mode, overseeing mode, uh, mode, automation. Love it, love it, love it. Don't let automation get away from you. Have an eye on it, whatever, but fuck. And you don't have to worry about anything, right? Don't pay late fees. Don't mess your credit up because you're late. Like, don't, oh, I forgot. Like, don't even automate it. Done. Finish. Forget it. You'll never, ever miss a payment ever, right? So you'll be good. You'll build perfect credit without even trying, right? So that's the number one thing. Right? That's the number one thing. Number two, amount owed utilization. This is talking about the credit limit, right? So you can owe too much or too little, right? Rule of thumb is to never use more than 30% of your credit limit. The sweet spot is like, 10%, one to 10%. But I mean, I know with some, some of my students here, some people who don't have higher credit limits, it's unreasonable, right? You don't necessarily need to be. I mean, there's studies have been done that say, you know, the people with the best credit, that's where the utilization is. It's like, it might be sort of like a, a confounding thing, basically meaning that they have very, very high credit limits. So it seems like that, but you know, they're actually using quite a bit and, and paying off on time or whatever. But that's beside the point. Point is, Try to keep it under 30% and use cash. If you have like a credit card with like a thousand bucks or $500 credit limit, like just, just keep it to 30% or under, that's fine. It's like a rule of thumb. They talk about it on every single, uh, well, I know Equifax and Tran, uh, Equifax Experian, I'm not sure about TransUnion, but I did assume it's the exact same, has it on their website to say that says that, has it on their website. So straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the fuckers that are calculating this are telling you, yeah, that's the rule of thumb. So take me out my word with that. Don't take me out my word with that, actually. Go check that out for yourself. And I'd imagine that TransUnion has that in their like little, you know, tips to build great credit. I just haven't looked at their specific one. Next, so that was 30%. So we 35, 30%, 65% of your score is just those two things, right? Length of credit history. So if you're a new borrower, if you're just getting started, you know, take some time that is kind of against you. It's not a big deal as you get going. You use your student card or your developed card or you're just starting to build up your credit that credit history is important really really key tip here do not close your first credit card and if you have that's okay no problem you'll build it back up it's fine your oldest credit card keep it open put a small netflix bill on it automate it forget about it because this helps your credit history and your length right if you have a credit card that's 10 years old and you only have and you have like a phone bill that you a phone bill that open line that you just got like two years ago and let's say you got another new credit card last year 
let's say you close the first credit card because you don't need it anymore. You're just you're just using the you know, the second one, right? Well, you basically completely erase that credit history. So if your oldest standing credit line was 10 years, if the next oldest one is like two years, that is your new credit history. Eight years, just poof, gone, right? And it might not be as simple as I'm saying, like behind the scenes, but like that is pretty much what happens. And you take a massive hit when you close a line, a long standing line. So try to keep that open. Like my student card, is basically just going to be on autopilot. I literally have like one bill. It's like 10 bucks automate automated comes out of my checking account. Forget it. And it's like a service that I use and it just keeps it running, 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 running. So it's, it's super blessed. Um, and I don't worry about it. I don't ever, ever use that card, but because it's just linked up, I'm blessed. It's worked really well for, for other folks. And so, yeah, that's a little, uh, little tip for you guys. Types of credit, so variety. Typically, if you have a, a, a different spread of credit, that's fine, but you don't, it doesn't really matter. Like I said, guys, like 250, 200, 250 point jump as a student with a student credit card, a phone bill, insurance. That's all I fucking had. And I got to 800. So like, you don't need all this different shit. A lot of people, I hear it all the time. Oh, you know, you should get an auto loan, build up that credit. It's like, dude, you don't, you don't need that. You should never go into debt to build credit. It's so unnecessary, right? There's nothing wrong with getting an auto loan. You know, we've done a car episode, go check that out. I mean, there are some stuff that's wrong if, you, if, done in, if done poorly. But, you know, I think in general, you should never go into debt to build your credit. It's, it's totally unnecessary. You should be going into debt, so to speak, for a, uh, a purpose other than that, uh, something that serves you uh, in, in a very positive way maybe to make money or to get the points or whatever it is, but not to build credit. Okay. And the last one, searching for new credit, right? That's 10%. So types of credit was 10%. Searching for new credit is 10% for a total of hundred percent of how it's weighted, right? So it's not a great sign if you're constantly fucking going to Joe Blow and Joe Schmo and Cindy Lou, or I don't know, I'm just making up names and, and asking for new credit cards and credit lines and loans and shit like that if you're constantly bouncing around it's gonna hurt you and that makes sense if you're constantly trying to get credit or trying constantly trying to whatever you're higher risk poor that's it so that adds to 100 now let's go over that example that i mentioned earlier that we would go over to show the benefits of good credit so the difference of a 625 credit score and a 750 credit score could add a half percent to the rate that you'll pay on your loan your mortgage, let's say. For context, this is an average credit score versus a pretty good credit score, right? Not too pronounced of a difference. So we're talking about a half a percent. Like how bad could that be? Well, a 750 credit score could qualify you for a $200,000 30-year mortgage, which I mean, if you can find that in Canada, hit me up and I will buy that house immediately. But this just for the sake of the example, let's say the rate is 3.625, right? 3.63, let's call it or whatever. Right? That translates to a monthly payment of 912. With a credit score of 625, however, your rate would be 4.125 for a mortgage of the same size and term. So this would be a monthly payment of six, or sorry, 969. The 625 credit score will result in a monthly payment that's higher by $57 a month. If you multiply that by the 360 month term of the mortgage, you'll be paying an extra $20,520 over the life of the loan. That's the price of a modest car at today's prices, right? Even with all the crazy car stuff, that's a lot of fucking money that you don't want to be paying. Okay. And don't forget, that's a modest example. Imagine if you had excellent credit, right? You'd maybe save one to 2%, which, and, and like guys, that's $200,000 because houses, 
aren't $200,000. They're going to be like five, six, seven hundred thousand $700,000. You get a home. I mean, you're sick. Let's, you know, I, I'm not going to do it again, but basically if we, let's say had a $500,000 mortgage and you save one and a half percent, that's gotta be like tens of thousands of dollars that you're paying unnecessarily just because you didn't pay your credit card bill on time or whatever. It's, it's such a easy, simple thing for you guys to do to nail that will save you so much money. So that is why people talk about the importance of credit because it can literally save you tons of money. A couple odds and ends uh, that I just want to sort of clear up. So again, guys, the easiest way is to never, ever, ever, ever miss a credit card bill, paying full on time every month. Again, this isn't, you know, a sort of debt repayment thing. I understand maybe if you're in some debt, I would say pay that shit down as fast as you fucking can. There is no investment that is going to outperform the interest on a credit card. So fucking pay that shit down as fast as you possibly can. But in general, guys, just pay your stuff on time. Okay, keep it under 30%. Don't be running around trying to get all different kinds of credit lines, whatever, and you're gonna be like so good. Okay, another you know sort of pro tip here, never get overdraft protection, right? This is when you overspend in your checking account and the bank covers you for some sort of protection, right? You guys don't need this. And if you do, why do you need this? You shouldn't be worrying about credit. Go fix your cash flow issues, get that together, and then you can get rid of this because you've got enough cash in the bank to where you're not worried about hitting zero or whatever, right? This is a Band-Aid. Overdraft protection is a Band-Aid. It's not an actual fix, right? So you guys don't need it. And if you do, you can hang on to it until you get into a place where you don't. So yeah, that's that's my take on it. Only get into debt if you benefit from it and it makes you more well off, right? Never co-sign somebody else's debt because your credit score is superior. I mean, I've you know, yeah, just don't do that. I haven't actually done that, made that mistake because I knew pretty early on that it was a bad fucking move. But I, I just, and if you guys are, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound you know, unsympathetic, I know, you know, I understand you want to help out your loved ones. And if you've done well and you've done, you know, you've taken care of your credit, whatever. Yeah, it's, I understand where people are coming from, but like, you got to think about it pragmatically. If you're co-signing with somebody who doesn't have good enough credit to do it on their own, or they want more favorable terms, what makes you so sure that this time it's going to be better? right if the lender doesn't trust them why would like i know you love them and whatever but like why would you trust them if like it's it's you can love them and care for them i have people that i absolutely love and hold very near and dear to me that i would never co-sign with them it has nothing to do with the emotion or whatever it's just like like you're 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 basically putting yourself on the line you're not co-signing you're basically getting a loan for them if they have poor credit right nothing's gonna just change overnight they're not gonna magically whatever gotta be very protective of your name very protective of your finances if you've worked very hard to do it giving away money helping out that's one thing right and and i typically tell folks to just if you're gonna help out somebody just give them the money instead of like creating loans between them because it just gets really messy really quickly probably not a good idea same thing here like you are basically taking it on don't try to hold somebody and cosign and whatever just typically it's not a great idea unless you're like maybe a parent for a kid who hasn't doesn't have a credit built up or doesn't have like a negative thing it's just like more so neutral then i guess i understand that but generally if they have very very poor credit and they can't get it by themselves and it's not a youth thing it's because they have a really bad history i know you love them it's really not a good idea to get into that 
If you're currently in consumer debt with credit cards like we talked about and you're paying it down, then just keep doing that and your credit will slowly build over time to the point where you can pay off everything in full like we talked about. Now for student loans, just to pay them on time and make extra payments if you wanna pay it down right now, in the States, I think they're just pausing everything. Every five, I think they've paused like five or six times. In Canada, there's no federal interest accruing on our loans. And the majority of a lot of people's loans, their integrated loans, if it's Canada, Ontario, or Canada, or whatever, the, the federal portion of the student loan, the government student loan, is paused on interest. So it doesn't really make sense to be paying it down a ton because you're not really saving on any interest if the majority of it is, you know, federal but if you do want to pay it down quickly go ahead pay it off pay that shit off i've got some i think i got like 13 or 14k of my student loans i'm just paying the minimum right now because it doesn't affect really my credit i'm paying making the payment and there's no interest accruing i think it's like 95 percent. i think there's only like a few hundred bucks that is you know provincial and the other bit is all federal so it doesn't really cost me anything at all to service it um and then when there the interest does come back bang i pay it off and, and we're good but yeah, just keep doing your thing. I mean, we're, and I, you know, sorry for folks who are in the UK or other places. I'm not really sure what the situation is there, but um, feel free to make extra payments. It, it just depends on if it's better for you. Typically, I think investing, paying down debt at the same time is a good idea. If you've already been doing all the things we've covered today and you've never checked your credit, then you probably have a great score and you don't even know it, right? My girlfriend never checked her credit score, just was pretty responsible, checked her score, great score. Made a couple changes. Now she has an excellent score. Really, very cool, very awesome, right? You can check your credit score with most banking apps now. They have some integrations. Uh, credit Karma is free, though it's very, can be very off. I'd give like a 50 plus or minus sort of like margin of error there. It's key to check your score though for ID theft, which does happen. That shit happens. It's very scary. Uh, you can also request uh, a report from Equifax TransUnion um, experience like we talked about at least once a year. I think it's more now. I'm sure the US is quite similar, right, to Canada. Another thing I want to leave you guys with, don't ever, ever take out a lo Oh, no. See, in my notes here, we, we already talked about that. We already talked about that, so we're good. I think we're good. So there you have it, my friends. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. As we always talk about, you know, go leave those reviews. It does help the show. I really, really appreciate it. Again, guys, number one, pay off your credit card in full on time every month to avoid interest, late fees, and build that credit. Don't go around looking for new loans and get a million credit cards and all this jazz, like all this silly stuff. And you, my friend, will have pristine credit very quickly if you just do what we talked about consistently, right? To take care of the foundational finances and planning. Don't worry about credit. If your finances are all in a muck, figure that shit out, okay? And the credit will come. Uh, they're important, but it's not the craziest, most important thing ever. And number three, a fantastic credit score will literally come to you if you just do what you know you should do, right? It really isn't something that takes a ton of extra effort to do shit on time, pay it in full, keep it under 30%. They'll be running around and shit. Sounds repetitive because it is. Just, just do it. Okay, like Shia LaBeouf, just do it. Okay, we got this. That's all I got for you guys this week. Thank you so much as always. Hey, YouTube, got a new YouTube coming out. If you're not following on Instagram and TikTok, what are you saying, baby? Check me out on there. But we got a new YouTube coming out for long form content. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff. I got so much stuff cooking up for you guys. Like 150 episodes, so crazy. So if you're still listening to this, thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.